Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the Purpose and Profit Podcast. I am your host, Jess Sato. And today I want to dive into what to do when the world feels like it's on fire and we're still trying to run our businesses. And this week on the blog, I had a dear friend of mine, Jade Shabelsky, write a blog post that Funny enough, we didn't anticipate would be perfectly timed, but as it is, it was. And the title of that blog post is called The Balance of Business Activism, Brand Identity, and Social Media. And I will link this blog post in the show notes for you so you have easy access because even though we're going to dive into a lot of what she talked about in there, it's definitely worth a read. And this blog post is all about how do we navigate the world of activism, social media, and running the business. And this is a really important conversation. If you have been paying attention to the news around us for honestly the last three, four years, there have been countless issues, big issues that have come up here in the U.S., globally, everything from Black Lives Matter to the Me Too movement to different wars that are raging on. And that's just a handful of the many, many issues that we see popping up day in and day out. There are many ways that we could respond both as individuals and as business owners. And we're going to talk about both of those today, but primarily we're going to talk about us as business owners. And I want to tackle this particularly from the perspective that more often than not, it feels like we have or that there's this expectation that we respond to everything. And you just have to pop on social media at the height of any of these particular moments in time to feel the pressure building, to see it building with your own eyes. And there's this tendency within us to feel, I don't know, because of peer pressure or we don't want to be called out or canceled to actually respond, to make a statement. And I don't always think that's necessary. In fact, sometimes it's actually harmful. So today we're going to dive into what do we do when there is this tension where it feels like we have to align ourselves with all the social justice issues and what is the impact to us if we do or don't. So I recently read this New York Times opinion post, and I'll actually link this in the show notes because I think it's worth a read. This is in particular um, relevant to the, at the time of this recording, the war between Israel and Hamas. And Elizabeth Spears, she's a journalist and a digital media strategist. She wrote this article that I thought really perfectly encapsulated 
this pressure that I think a lot of us feel to respond and really try to counter that pressure. And so I want to just highlight one of the things that she talked about, because as you know, these issues are usually incredibly complex. They are multifaceted. In some cases, there is decades or centuries of history at play. And by taking a stand on social media, and this is how I have felt for days, (laughs) months, weeks, honestly, years. By taking a stance on social media, it reduces these complex issues down to simple black and white answers. And the reality is these issues are not black and white. That simplicity in many cases almost creates this weird, I don't know, false equivalency where we feel like we by putting something out, it automatically means something else. And I think that puts us in a really uncomfortable position when in reality, that's not a position that we actually have to be in. And in some cases, I think can actually do more harm than good, right? Like we think we're making a simple statement that's heartfelt. It's actually well thought out. But in the process of doing that, we have reduced this complex issue to something that is minimizing and potentially creating problems for the other part of the equation. So I think it's really important to be smart about this. And one of the things that Elizabeth says in her in her opinion article is that, I'll just read this whole paragraph because I think it's relevant. Knee-jerk social media posts are not what bother me most. Instead, it's the idea that not posting is wrong somehow, that everyone needs to speak all the time. It discourages shutting up and listening and letting the voices that matter the most be heard over the din. It implies it's not okay to have any uncertainty about what's going on or any kind of moral analysis that does not lend itself to presentation in a social media post. It does not leave time or space for people to process traumatic events in the sanctuary of their own minds or to gather more information before pronouncing a judgment. It pressures people who don't have an opinion yet or are working out what they think to manufacture one and present it to a jury of total strangers on the internet who will render an instant verdict on its propriety. I really love that because I think it speaks to that pressure that I was talking about. And it also highlights that sometimes, you know, we are very much in the process of putting our own thoughts together or that we have, you know, the space where our opinion matters. And, and so I just want to use this as sort of a launching point to validate that it's okay to take your time and to figure out if responding makes sense. And again, I want to separate this from the personal and the professional. On a personal level, if you feel called to respond, by all means do so. But recognize that in many cases, our personal is linked with our professional brand. So go into any kind of response with that in mind. So what do we do then if we feel called to respond? How can we make sure that we are doing so in a way that is professional, is well thought out, and is in alignment? And so in 
her blog post, Jade talks a lot about four different things. And I think these are such a great litmus test for each of us. And it breaks down to transparency, authenticity, consistency, and choosing impact. And if those sound familiar, that just shows you how deeply Jade and I are aligned because we both feel very strongly about how we show up on social media, how we show up as a brand requires all of those things. So let's get into the brass tacks of this. When an issue comes up and you feel this call to respond, the first thing I'm going to encourage you to do is go back to your vision, your mission, and your values. Hopefully you have these written down so that they're not just some random document living in your head, but that it's an actual piece of paper that you can look at and use as a sanity check. This is where you can say, this is the issue that's being put before me. Does my response or my responding mesh with the vision, mission, and values? The reason this is important is because we want to make sure that from a business perspective, we're not necessarily just jumping in and responding to every single issue. Not only does it dilute your opinion, it dilutes the brand, and it makes it so that it's difficult for your audience to understand what you actually stand for. I'll address this more in just a second, but I really want you to think about this. Now, I want to acknowledge here, I think I would be remiss if I didn't, that there is a degree of privilege to not speaking up or to taking your time. So again, you have to use that as part of the filter. So in my case, you know, when I look at issues that are before me, sometimes I, I choose to take a more personal approach and handle things behind the scenes, not out of fear, not because I don't care, not because I don't want to speak up, but because it feels more aligned with me personally and professionally in many cases to do that on a private one-to-one -one level or small group level. In other cases, it's critical for me to use my voice, to use my platform to actually speak up. And that goes back to that vision, mission, and values. So from a transparency perspective, when you decide to speak up, this is where you have to be clear on your reasons why. When you know why, it becomes very easy to craft a statement. It becomes very easy to bring people along on that journey. So one of the things that you can think about is articulating why you're taking a stand, why you're speaking out, show how it actually connects to the work that you're doing and the impact that you're making. So if you are in a space where you are advocating and seeking out some kind of social change already, this is where you start to bring those pieces together and align those to the business. And this will become important later down the road. And then most importantly, so the why and the, the how are important, but the more important part is what are you actually going to do about it? We've talked before about purpose washing. We see this in the environmental space, green washing which is where you, you know, make a statement and it's all a bunch of lip service. We have to show what we're actually doing to address whatever the issue is. 
So for example, you know, I talk a lot on this podcast about menstrual equity. I talk a lot about gender equity and women's issues. You have probably noticed that on my social media, particularly my Instagram, I am sharing posts about issues that are directly relevant to ending period poverty. I'm sharing statistics, facts, data about the number of women globally, 500 million, who don't have access to the tools and resources they need to have safe, um, healthy menstrual care. I'm consistently posting about and advocating with my own lawmakers for laws that reduce the gap and end period poverty, right? So I am actually doing things and taking a stand, and it's very much in alignment with my personal and professional brand. I'm using my time. I'm using my money as my you know, business is generating revenue, et cetera, to help move the needle forward. And so any issue, for example, that comes up any time where there's a cry for you know, something around this space, I am going to speak up. So for example, um, we had that massive earthquake in Morocco. There was a huge cry for support and menstrual care products, both hybrid, sustainable, and one-time use that were being needed or that were needed in Morocco. So there was a huge push. Not only am I sharing that, I'm making financial contributions in order to make that happen. So you see how you can take a stand on an issue and make sure that it is aligned with the business. You can show why you're doing that. You can show how you're doing that. And that is really a game changer because it helps people align themselves with you. You know, we talk a lot in business about are we repelling people who aren't a good fit for us? And are we attracting those people who are? This is one of the many ways that we do that. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I highly encourage it because we spoke in depth about the role these layers of messaging play in actually moving the needle forward in the business. So from there, the next part is if we decide that we are going to respond and we begin that process, we've shown why we're doing it, how it connects, and we're talking about what we're actually going to do. The next part of this process is being authentic. And authenticity in this case is you have to show that you actually care. People want to know that what you're doing is connected to you on a deep personal level. And you've probably seen this many times. In fact, in the blog, Jay talks about how You know, every October, as soon as October 1 rolls around, we see this massive influx of all things pink for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I think for pretty much every woman we can think of, you know, we all care about breast cancer. We all care about having good breast health. But we're not all advocates for this issue in the way that some brands happen to be. So really think about, are you just jumping on the bandwagon because it looks good or you feel like it's quote unquote expected of you? Or are you jumping on the bandwagon because it's something that genuinely matters to you? And here's the deal. Audiences can spot a fake like nobody's business. The minute your audience feels like you're trying to sell them something, 
by using a cause, it's game over. So authenticity really, really matters. The third piece of this puzzle is consistency. And this is, you can see how these are all very much interwoven, but consistency is critical because people want to know that this is not just a flash in the pan. They want to know that this is an issue that you have an ongoing commitment to, right? I didn't just wake up yesterday and post my first thing about menstrual equity. I've been doing that for three plus years. People know this is something that matters to me. I can't tell you how many times I will get, you know, something in my Instagram DMs about things to do with menstrual care kits, news articles, all kinds of stuff, because people have started to associate this issue with me and with my brand. They know that I care about it deeply. They know that I'm actually doing things to try to make an impact in this space. So showing up and being consistent in the process and treating it as something that matters on an ongoing basis, as opposed to that one-time event is really important from company culture perspective, from an audience engagement perspective, and again, as an attract versus repel strategy, right? Super, super critical. And then the last part of this equation is really around the impact, right? The impact matters. You know, there was a ton, a ton of stuff that came out particularly during the Me Too movement, but also during the Black Lives Matter movement that I thought was really important. And that was the call to put your money where your mouth is. And I say money, you know, loosely here. Some of it is about finances, but what it really was about is it's okay to say that you care about these things, but you have to prove it too. And that's where the impact piece actually shows up. So when we are publicly supporting things through you know, social media, on the blog, on your podcast, whatever mechanisms you are doing, we also want to show that we're creating meaningful change. And meaningful change can take a lot of different forms. You know, sometimes it's you are doing the only thing that you can, which is using your financial resources. Amazing. Organizations and movements need that support. Sometimes maybe you don't have the cash, but you have the time and you can volunteer, you can do all those kinds of things. Sometimes if it's on a personal level, it's just about educating yourself. And we'll talk about that piece in a second. Um, maybe you have a network that you can leverage, that you can bring the right players together so that shift can happen. Um, and one of the areas that I don't talk about a lot, but I think is really important is that maybe you and your business have expertise that can be leveraged in a really powerful way. One of the things I see a lot is nonprofits have very limited financial resources. In many cases, they have limited volunteers, and that means they don't have the manpower to do all the work. It also means they don't necessarily have the financial resources and businesses can partner with them to bring that necessary financial backing as well as expertise sharing, right? We have natural skills, talents, and abilities that are part of our, of our, our business model that we can leverage. So really think about what that impact is and how your business can be a critical part 
of that process. So there are a lot of ways that you can create impact, but you have to show that that's what you're doing. The impact piece in some cases matters more than the lip service, than the posting on the social media, like all of it. You could literally say nothing and just do. And that more often than not is more powerful. In fact, I would argue it is more powerful than just a random social media post that could or could not mean something. So that's the business bucket. And I want to just shift over to the personal side. And again, I think that pressure to respond is really powerful. And again, I want to remind you that your response does not have to be this public statement. It could be as simple as you reaching out one-to-one to a friend or to people who you know are directly impacted or connected to those who are impacted. I can't tell you how many times I've sent a personal text to someone or picked up the phone and said, hey, how are you doing? How can I help? What do you need? Again, that speaks to the impact. It speaks to the right? The check-in is crucial. The other thing I'll say here is, depending on the nature of the issue or the circumstance, this is where educating yourself is really, really powerful. If I go back to the Black Lives Matter movement for many of us white people, we needed to spend some time listening and educating ourselves. And it's through that process that we can do better. We can open our eyes to what we don't know so that we can know better and do better. And, you know, I love that quote from the great Maya Angelou, do the best you can until you know better. And when you know better, do better. So I hope this has been helpful. I would love, love, love to hear your thoughts. You know, what is resonating for you? Do you feel this pressure? And how do you typically respond to it? Do you do those private reach outs to to peers and to colleagues? Or do you feel like you have to say something? There's no right or wrong here. It all comes back to your mission, your vision, and your values for the business. And I would argue also for you personally. So I hope this has been helpful. I will link up everything that I talked about in the show notes. And by all means, please feel free to shoot me a message. You can always reach out to me um, on any of the social media platforms or shoot me an email. So I will leave you as I always do. Be bold, be courageous, and go make an impact.